Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Spark Rentals podcast, YouTube, it all. <laughs> um, excited to be with everyone. Last week, Brian talked to Josh Cantwell. That went really well. They talked about, you know, uh, reducing risk and raising returns, which is good. Um, <laughs> it is. It certainly this, is. This week, we're talking about how couples can maximize returns and savings and, and all that. You know, sometimes we forget that, you know, when we have a significant other, it can make things a little different, especially if you're both coming from different ways of saving and whatnot. So, Brian, just talk to us uh, a little bit about strategy. I'll just set the stage by saying that I was listening to a podcast a little while back about uh, credit card rewards and like travel hacking. And you know, they use the term two player mode, you know, about, you know, really maximizing uh, your your rewards and your free travel uh, as a couple, and that you know, as a couple, you can do some things. You have some options available to you that are not available to single people, uh, and the same really applies in building wealth and saving money and investing, running a household. Uh, there are some options that are available to you that are just not available to single people. Uh, of course, the, the flip side of that is that when couples are rowing in opposite directions, they're really in trouble. <laughs> like <laughs> a single person rowing a boat is going to go way faster than two people in a boat who are rowing in the opposite directions, right? You know, like, uh, I want to go this way. No, I want to go this way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but if you have two people who are rowing in the same direction, you're going you're gonna to blow past that single person uh, who, who's rowing. So towards that end, I want to start with a really specific case study and share what my wife, Katie, and I are doing uh, that's kind of different than what a lot of couples are doing uh, and how we get really intentional about pairing each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses financially. Uh, and then we'll get a little bit broader with some more ideas that, that might apply to you personally uh, and just some bigger picture stuff. So talking about strategy, the first thing is just looking at each couple's income and benefits and how those might be able to complement each other. So my wife, Katie, is a school counselor. She works at international schools. Uh, so like U.S. embassy schools around the world. We started in Abu Dhabi and then we were in Brasilia and now we're <laughs> in Lima, Peru. And she has a very stable income floor. So she makes the same amount of money month in, month out. She has a very stable job, stable paycheck. She gets full employment benefits. And as an international school counselor, they're even better than the typical uh, teacher or school counselor benefits in the US. So we get full health insurance for our entire family. We get free housing. We get paid flights home every year to the US. Uh, so those are those are great benefits for the entire family provided really by Really great solely, benefits. Yeah, yeah, fantastic benefits provided solely by her job. Now, her work also has a low income ceiling, right? It's it's never going to go above a certain amount of money a year and that amount of money is is 
pretty modest, right? I mean, you know, she she earns a teacher's salary, so we're not talking about a a big a big salary here. Uh, she has a modest but very stable salary with outstanding benefits. So that frees me up to do work that has no floor, right? I mean, Denny and I own a business. There's no floor <laughs> for the income in that business. I mean, there are months when we might make zero dollars, right? Because our expenses happen to be high that month. Maybe our revenue happened to be low that month. Uh, that is what it is. But when you have a business, there's a high ceiling. Or really, there's no ceiling. I mean, there, there is no limit on what we can potentially earn uh, as business owners. So because Katie and I aim to live entirely on her income and her benefits, that frees me up to pursue higher risk, higher reward work in my career, uh, and not just in my career, but also in our investments. So we can take more risks in our investments because we live on a on a fraction of our household's income because we live entirely on her income you know we can take some more risks when our investments and I'll, I'll give you a really easy example we don't invest in bonds we invest in real estate as a substitute for bonds in our portfolio so that means that you know we're aiming for 15 to 30 percent annual returns on our real estate investments as opposed to the four to eight percent returns that you might be able to earn on bonds now you know i've been investing in real estate for several decades. So, you know, I do have some experience here. This is not necessarily appropriate for the average person. I'm just giving this as an example of mm -hmm. how you can potentially take greater risks in your investments. And of course, in your career, like we talked about earlier, if you're living on a single uh, earners, a single partner's salary. And another angle to this is, you know, one partner if they are an entrepreneur, if, if they do start a business, that can open up some other tax benefits as well. For example, you can write off some expenses as business expenses while still taking the standard deduction personally on your tax return. So, you know, for example, as a business owner, you can write off a home office um, and, you know, business meals, business travel, uh, electronics like your computer or tablet or, or phone. You can write those off as business expenses while still taking the standard deduction on your tax return. And by the way, a couple of years ago, they, they stopped letting uh, people deduct the home office if they are employed by someone else, right? Yes. Uh, even if you itemize your deductions. So you know, these are some of the tax advantages you can do when one partner is an entrepreneur and it benefits both partners, right? Mm -hmm. uh, another example there from the tax side is an entrepreneur can open a solo 401k uh, or a simple IRA. Mm -hmm. And you know those are self-employed uh, retirement accounts and they have way higher contribution limits than your typical traditional IRA or Roth IRA. So for example, a solo 401k, the maximum contribution is $66,000 a year if you're under 50. Uh, if you're 50 or over, it's 73,500. And this is for tax year 2023 uh, for reference. Mm -hmm. uh, for a simple IRA, People under 50, the contribution limit is 15,500. Uh, 50 and over, it's $19,000 a year. So these are much higher contribution limits than employees have uh, if they're looking at uh, contributing to their IRA uh, or even potentially to a workplace 401k. So again, these are some of the things you can do if you have one partner who's providing a sort of a baseline or a floor, another partner is 
doing some entrepreneurial things, or if both of you are together having a, a side hustle business or, or create a business, you can do these things, right? There are some hidden benefits to a high savings rate that sometimes Denny and I talk about uh, when we talk about the fire lifestyle, you know, having that really high savings rate as, mm-hmm. a, as a couple uh, or even as a, as a single person. Um, but as a couple, if you have a high savings rate, if you are living on one partner's income and taking the other partner's income and saving and investing it, then you can potentially avoid having to pay for life insurance, having to pay for long-term disability insurance, uh, because you're already living on one partner's income. So if, God forbid, something happens to one partner, the surviving partner and maybe the kids, if you have kids, uh, they're still going to be okay. They'll be able mm-hmm. to keep surviving on that on the remaining partner's income because you're already only living on one partner's income. So that money that you save on buying life insurance, on buying long-term disability insurance, guess what? That money can go straight into investments. You can build wealth even faster. Uh, the same principles apply on childcare. You know, if you get used to living on one partner's income and saving and investing the other partner's income, and then you have kids, well, guess what? One person can maybe take a couple years off of work uh, to stay home with the kids, right? Or maybe they work part-time or maybe they take a pay cut in full-time work that's more flexible, right? You can do these things if you have a high savings rate, if you're living on one partner's income, saving and investing the other partner's income. So these are all things that you can do to really ratchet up your game as a couple uh, and getting intentional about how you're structuring the way that you live as a family, as a household. So, all right, I just talked a lot. Uh, Denny, let's let's expand the scope a little bit here and let's talk about some broader things that couples might be able to do. Well, um, communication obviously is good for um, any relationship. And that's um, the baseline right here. You, yeah. you have to, that's a, or rather the foundation. You have to have good communication if you're both going to be rowing in the same direction. Absolutely. And, um, you know, more often than not, you'll have one couple that comes from a family that does, that spends and saves a certain way. And then the other one comes from maybe an opposite point of view. So it can, it can be a little bit tricky to kind of get your stuff together. Um, so it's, it's very important to discuss things like, you know, risk adversity, how, how much are you, how bad, you know, what, what will you take and the whole nine yards. Savings style is so instrumental. Um, and I'll we be still really, with that sometimes. I was just, just going to say, I am a spender and my husband yeah, yeah. is a big time saver. And so we've had our um, bumping heads, but he was the smarter one. So most of the time he won. And just <laughs> just to show you, he went through some health issues and he's a business owner and he owns a construction company. So he had to be out of work, but we were okay because he's a good saver <laughs> and I'm a good investor. So it works. So having that... Um, commonality and knowing how to use the differences to work together is so important. And I'm all about writing goals down. I have a vision board every year that I I put on my wall next to my desk and we discuss it and we have like certain goals that we want. And I think writing them down as a couple is, is super important. 
Um, no question. Yeah. The other thing is learning how to be creative. Um, you know, it's there's so many things you can do. Uh, we've talked about house hacking. And you and you and Jerry have gotten really creative with your house mm -hmm. hacking. I mean, you you have house hacked at least three different ways that I know of, maybe more. So, um, well, I rented a room out when I was a single mom, and I couldn't afford the rent. Um, so I house not only did I get help paying the rent, but I also got free babysitting. So, and babysitting even back then, childcare was so expensive, and I oh, had. Yeah four kids. So it was really expensive. So I mean, they're as creative as you can be. Even now, my daughter and I bought this mixed use property we're living in now. Um, my husband has his business here. And she owns part and I own part. So it reduced both of our monthly costs. And and it's literally a, a separate like a duplex. And we took in an international student um, for for four years, still have a relationship with them. And it was way more of a stipend than I expected. It was close to 2000 a, a month. And back then it was, that was really helpful. I mean, obviously you have to, you know, feed them and everything, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can't just chain them. them up in the basement with a doggy bowl. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, we were lucky. He was from China and he cooked for us. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> he loved it. But um, that was that was a great thing to do. And there was even a time where we rented out garage space. I mean, so as creative as you can be, do it. I mean, think about it and do it. Um, people have rented rooms. I have I have a friend who has extra rooms in their house and they rent them short term. Like they almost yeah, have Airbnb. a, a BNB. Yeah. And they they not only like it because they're it's it's a, a lone person who's now a widow. And um, it just helps them be have people around and they make some money. So there's like so much you can do. Yeah, I mean, I'll give you one other example that's, that's couple specific with house hacking. Um, my cousin, before she got married, you know, she was engaged to this guy. They each had separate uh, homes, separate apartments at this time. And um, they, would, they listed her apartment on Airbnb uh, and whenever someone booked it, uh, they would just crash with the other person. So, oh, wow. uh, so they, they, you know, the entire, they listed the entire apartment for rent on Airbnb, not just a room, uh, but right. listed the whole thing, you know, someone would rent it for maybe 10 days a month. Uh, and that, that covered most of the rent. Um, so, uh, you know, you can do these sorts of things as a couple. Uh, and actually, if, if I remember correctly, I may have, I may have covered all of their rent or mortgage payment, uh, you know, renting this, this place. 10 days a month. So uh, yeah, there are, there are all kinds of ways you can get creative. Uh, just, uh, in, I just, in... one more example. I, this yeah, just please. happened. My, um, my husband did a job for this gentleman who had some ground and he didn't want to deal with somebody living there. So there was a, a separate building. And what he did is expanded the separate building, made it five storage units and has none of the hassle of you know people running around and all that and he he was able to yeah I, it's just crazy the things you can do yeah and you know the nice thing about running storage units too is you don't have the complex landlord tenant laws so you know if someone stops paying you you evict them very quickly and their stuff is gone or you know you get their stuff out and that's it um 
you know, whereas evicting, as you know, Denny, you know, evicting a, a residential renter takes many, many months. Uh, and uh, yeah, in some markets can take almost a year. I've had to take almost a year oh. before. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, these are the kinds of things that you just have more options as a couple. You can get more creative with the house hacking. Uh, you can get rid of a car. You know, Katie and I, when we were living in the U.S., we were living in Baltimore. We each had a car, right? Because that's what people do in the U.S. We moved overseas. We moved to Abu Dhabi. And we were like, oh, do we each need a car? Like, what if we tried sharing a car? Let's just see how it works. And it was fine. It was totally fine. And then we moved from Abu Dhabi to Brasilia. We, we were living in an apartment that was about a 20-minute walk from Katie's school. And we were living in an area with a lot of walkable amenities. And we're like, what if we try living without a car entirely? And then we did that, and that was fine. It was great. And to this day, here in Lima, we also don't have a car. Uh, in awesome. the U.S., the average annual cost of a car is almost $9,300 a year, according to AAA. Uh, and you know, a lot of people find that hard to believe. But all of those expenses from maintenance to insurance, and repairs, gas, uh, all that stuff adds up to a lot of money. It's not just the car payment. It's all of the other costs that come along with owning a car. $9,300 a year. I mean, that's that's a lot of money. So if you can get rid of a car as a couple, go down to one car, or maybe even no cars, you can save a ton of money to invest. Absolutely. Yeah, we share a car and my, my husband obviously has equipment and trucks for his business, but we I work from home basically. And yeah, we have no reason to have two cars. So yeah. So, you know, again, housing, so housing is the number one expense for most people, right? Transportation is the number two expense. If yes. you can get rid of your housing payment as a couple by house hacking, and get rid of one car or even both cars, uh, you are just going to come out so much further ahead financially. You can have so much more money to save and invest and build wealth, build passive income than the single person living next door. So Absolutely. these are the kinds of things you can do if you are really, again, rowing in the same direction as a couple. There is also um, things like you can make it a game to save, um, create competition, maybe a little, you know, reward at the end that one of you can give to the other. Um, Razors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do all kinds of, kinds of fun stuff. Exactly. Um, and you can, there's so much you can do. I, I mean, going to restaurants, especially now, is ridiculous. I mean, even the not so good restaurants, you're spending <laughs> 60 to 100 bucks for a couple. Um, and if, the, and that's if, if you want good food, forget it. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, there's so many things that you can do there um, from cooking together. I do not like to cook, but my husband and I have done that. And it's just fun. We both just laugh and mess around and whatever. And um, we still have like a fun night and we're not spending a million dollars on a, a night out, you know, where I have to wait 45 minutes even to get to a table to pay an extraordinary amount of money. Right. <laughs> yeah. And as a, as a couple, you can share the responsibilities of cooking. So Katie and I alternate cooking. So each one of us only cooks, you know, three nights a week or whatever, but we have six homemade meals a week. So, you know, again, it, it's just pooling that labor. Uh, so I want to bring it back full circle to where we started this episode uh, with, travel 
hacking and travel rewards as a couple, you know, as so we talked about that two player mode uh, with, with travel hacking. And the reason this works so well is that the, the greatest rewards come when you sign up for a new card, right? You get that initial bonus, that sign up bonus when you sign up for a new card. However, there's only so many new cards that an individual adult can sign up for in a given year, right? Because there's usually a minimum spend you have to hit. Uh, and if, you know, if you're, if you're signing up for new credit cards every month, it's going to ruin your credit. So there's, there's a speed limit, right? On, on per adult, what you can sign up for with new cards to get those, those outstanding rewards, uh, with two people, you double that speed limit, right? Right. You can alternate. All right. This quarter, I'm signing up for the the Venture X card or whatever, and we're gonna put all of our groceries on that card to hit the minimum spend, uh, you know, whatever it is. Next quarter, you know, it's it's Katie who signs up for the new card, and we get the the bonus rewards on that card. And then the next quarter, it's me again, right? So you can stagger. And this. if you are self-employed and you have a business, your business can also do that. Exactly. Again, you know, tying it all back together. So yeah, these are the kinds of things you can do as a couple that just makes it so much easier. And you know, there are even things like Southwest's companion pass, uh, you know, where the the second person flies for free, basically. Oh, uh, yeah, you can do yeah, you uh -huh. can do all these kinds of things. These doors open up, uh, you know, when you and your partner really get organized about and get intentional about designing your finances, you know, optimizing your taxes, you know, creating a business potentially or not, you know, but you can, you can do all these kinds of things. So Denny, is there anything else that you wanted to cover before we wrap for the day? I'm almost retirement age, but because of my creativity and, and a father who was also very creative, I am okay. And I think that when you're young, if you start using some of these principles, you won't worry about, you know, God forbid, if somebody gets sick or or if you do want one of, you know, you want to have a family and somebody wants to take off and be home with the children. So I just think and it can be fun. I, I truly believe that it can be fun. I mean, Brian's traveling everywhere and you take trips everywhere so i mean it can Went be to Machu a, a couple weeks ago and i can't even say that <laughs> <laughs> so that that's it you know make it fun communicate learn yeah so uh, yeah to tie it together there are just all kinds of efficiencies that you can do as a couple. Hopefully you guys got some some creative ideas out of this episode. Uh, and the sky's the limit. You know, there are, there are a million ideas out there that we haven't come up with or didn't cover on this show. So get creative with it. Get intentional with it. Talk to your partner. And we will catch you next week. Absolutely. See you, everyone. Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us. And we will catch you on the flip side.